more about Jesus. More, more about Jesus. More of His saving fullness. More of His love who died for me. Subject today, by the help of the Lord, is through the iron door. <clears throat> On several occasions, the Lord says here in His Word that He can do the impossible. And according to Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 17, impossibilities are his specialty. I read <clears throat> Jeremiah 32, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power. And stretched out, uh, and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? And then in Luke chapter one and verse number thirty-seven, I read. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And then drop down, well, uh, Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18 and verse 27. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God because we are finite limited creatures it's hard for us to imagine the power of our infinite omnipotent Lord He's able to do exceeding abundantly above that which we are able to ask or think. Begin to think of something big for God. The truth of the matter is our mind doesn't know how to comprehend something as big for God. True. Even the people who walked with Him and witnessed His miracles when the Lord Jesus walked here on this earth, they struggled to believe in His limitless, limitless ability. Always able to do beyond that which they were able to imagine. Peter 
was in prison. And he was destined for sure death. The Christians prayed earnestly, but nothing really convinced that God could handle the problem. Oh, they prayed, but they didn't. They didn't believe it could actually happen. But oh, were they ever in for a surprise? God did hear and answer their prayer. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above that we're able to ask or think. Initial orientation in Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. About that time in verse number 1, what time? It was a time of intense persecution. But at the same time that the disciples had gone up to Antioch and experienced a new work of God, there was a backwash of pain, conflict, and murder. It all related to the same man mentioned in verse number 1. Look here in verses 1 and 2. Herod the king. Herod was a surname. It was a title given like Caesar. Independent as one who was similar to a president or a commander. In those days, Palestine was under the authority of Rome and it was ruled by a Caesar. And here, Herod the king oversaw the affairs of the entire world being recognized as a chief authority. He allowed the Jews to have their own puppet government which was it was ruled by Herod. And all of these men were, they were jealous, they were petty, cruel, tyrants. Agrippa I was Herod in command at this time. He was vain, he was cruel. He was murderous, conniving, but he's also smart. He tried to please 
both the Romans and the Jews. He was responsible for putting many Christians to death, including the Apostle James. You know, I'll be honest, I, I read the Scriptures. I'm glad I was born at the time I was born. And then not being born back in those days. I'm glad I didn't have to live back then. Amen. Then were the days of unleavened bread here in uh, verse number 3. When those days the Passover feast was observed, it was observed regularly religiously it lasted for eight days the first of which was the day of Passover the seven days that followed were the feast of unleavened bread and during this celebration no Jews kept yeast in his home can you imagine that? My next point is, I want you to notice we have an impossible situation here in verses 4 through 6. This is Acts chapter 12, verses 4 through 6. Peter was put in prison in verse number 4. This was actually the third time that Peter was in jail. He was in jail in chapter 4 and verse number 3. I read that here in 4 and 3. I think 4 is still here in the Bible. Here it is. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day, for it was now eventide. Peter was one of those. And then in chapter 5 and verse 18, and laid hands on the apostles and put them in a common prison. Here Peter is in prison again. Now then here he is in it again. No doubt Agrippa had heard about Peter's miraculous escape from prison. How he had gotten away before. It's amazing how that men can do one thing that God can turn it around. In Acts chapter 5 and verse number 19 let me go back there again. Acts chapter 5 and verse number 19 
says, But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go and stand. So this the angel of the Lord got, had taken them out of prison. You ever been in jail? Uh, some of you have, some have not. I've had just a little experience, not much, but a little bit. My time in prison for preaching the gospel. That's right. It's exactly right. Yeah. But that's all right. <clears throat> um, no fun being in prison. I can tell you that now. I didn't like it, not even a little bit. Though I was not ill-treated. But I still... The mere fact that I was incarcerated, <coughs> I didn't like it. Let me tell you something, folks. Being free is one of the most wonderful experiences that you can have. Just being free. The truth of the matter is, like for instance, here we are assembled in this room right now. But we're everyone free. Any one of you, if you should decide to stand up, walk out, you're free to do it. You can do it. It's great to have freedom. But we control ourselves. And uh, but being in a place where you have no choice, <coughs> you cannot make a choice. You thank God that you've got freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Now we find that Peter is surrounded here in Acts chapter 12 and verse number 4. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers. One quaternion was four. And now he's got four quatrillions at 16 to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. What I mean to tell you right now, this was very uncommon. This is a... This is a... Uh, a lot of men watching after one. They they kept him, and uh, all through the day and night, Peter had uh, these four soldiers guarding him at all times. They thought 
He'd never get away. Can you imagine? Got four men watching him. He'll never get away. Peter was doomed. In verse 4, in the B part of the verse, delivered him to four quatrillions of soldiers, keeping him and intending after Easter, uh, the Sabbath, to bring him forth uh, to the people. And then six, and the A part of the verse six, when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers and bound two chains. The keepers before the door kept the prison. Two things happened during this time. First, we find that Peter was sleeping. He may have resigned himself to the fact that death was imminent, but still at the same time, he's able to fall asleep. Then secondly, while he was in prison, here in verse number 5, prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. They were praying day and night for God's intervention. Well, let's look at that intervention of God in Acts chapter 12 verses 7 through 11 God loves to work in impossible situations and believe you me we've got on our hands now we've got an impossible situation I want you to notice first of all in verse number 7 a sudden appearance. It says, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and said, Rise up. Saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Well, this is great. What's going on? Chains fell off. This is unexpected deliverance. He's pulled here now. Get dressed. The angels follow the angel now. And the angel led him out of the prison. He walked right past the guards. No one saw him. Walk right past the guards. They didn't see him. No one tried to stop him. They didn't see him. Let me tell you something. That's the Lord's doings, folks. That's the Lord's doings. 
The angel of the Lord led him immediately out into freedom. He's no longer in prison. All the time, Peter, well, he didn't realize what was happening. I don't reckon I've ever been in a situation like that. I'm sure things like that happen to us all the time, but we don't even realize it. God is moving us and things about us. He's directing us in the way that He wants us to go. We think we're doing our thing, but still at the same time, the Lord is doing His thing through us. The Lord led him out into freedom. It wasn't until he was on the outside and the angel had gone that he understood that, hey, this was not a vision. Actually free. It wasn't just something he dreamed. I'm actually free. That's what he saw. This is now. I want you to notice in uh, Acts chapter twelve, verses twelve through seventeen. A natural reaction. It took Peter just a few moments. But everything together. Oh, what all has happened here? What all has happened? But he did. He went straight to the house where others were praying. It's an amazing thing how that God is working with one <coughs> situation over here with His people over here praying. Here are people praying for Peter, but over here we find Peter's in prison and the Lord is delivering him. It all begins to work together. And verse number 15, it says, You're out of your mind. We find here that... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, well, verse 14. Uh, well, let's start back up to verse 13. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. <coughs> and when Rhoda uh, knew Peter's voice, she opened up the gate for gladness. Oh, she got all excited. I got a feeling she may have been a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> she oh, she recognized it. Boy, she got a I can just imagine her. And instead of opening the door, opening the gate, she turns and runs and goes back then to others to tell them he's at the gate. But ran uh, 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 in and told 
how that Peter stood before the gate and they said unto her in verse 15, Thou art mad! But she can constantly affirm that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Oh, they were just astonished here at him. He knocked at the door in verse 13. Rhoda goes to the door and recognizes his voice. Went back in and told the other believers that he's at the door. And they said, Thou art mad. But is all they thought, it's just his angels. But she kept telling them that it was so. They wouldn't believe the very thing that they had been praying for. It had actually happened. They prayed for his release, and he was released. They were astonished in verse 16. And finally, somebody went to the, and opened the door. They saw that it really was Peter. And when they saw him, they were amazed it is him. What they had been praying for had happened. They prayed for his release, and he was released. And standing at the door. Oh my. They were amazed. They celebrated as Peter told them the story of how the angel had come and released him from prison. That had to be an interesting story that he told them about his release. Do you know what, folks? God still today works in miraculous ways. He still intervenes in impossible situations. Sometimes you might have a situation not necessarily of imprisonment, But you may have a a situation of health not good. You're trapped. Your health is not good. I think some of us in this room have experienced that sort of thing. We've had a health situation not good. But the Lord in His divine providence has blessed us and brought us out of the situation. He still does that sort of thing. Now I look at my congregation today, I observe to my knowledge, not one person present you make profession of faith in Christ. I'm glad that you profess faith in Christ. God is still able to save sinners. 
We've all in time past seen situations where the gospel of Christ is preached. Maybe we see an invitation hymn or something like that. We see people walking down the aisle. Repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, what? We've seen that times. We've seen that much anymore. But God is able to save today as much as He has ever been. Thank God for those times that some of you can, but some of you can remember. I know I can. I can remember times from Park Ridge. Maybe somebody coming down this aisle on profession of faith, but at the same time they're coming down on that one over there, at the same time in the same service, and then lo and behold, and this aisle here, all in the same service. Oh boy, I've not seen that much. But brother, I'll tell you one thing, it's a joy to be able to see there's one gets saved and then there's another one gets saved and then there's another one gets saved. I tell you what, it is a joy. When I got saved the Rebel Hill Baptist Church, Johnson City, Tennessee, houses packed the revival meeting. To my knowledge, I was the only one that got saved. I may have been the others, may, I don't know. I just know who I was. But thank God that just if one gets saved. Thank God that there's only one gets saved. But it's good to see two or three or four. Oh, how long to see that sort of thing again. Pray for the lost. Did you know that everybody who's born, in order for them to go to heaven, they must be born again. Once you come to acknowledge going right and wrong, I guess, they need to be saved. Pray for people that are not saved. You know, most people are not saved. Most people do not know the Lord. They've heard of the Lord maybe a little bit, but to know Christ as their Savior, they do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior. They have not been born again. The Bible says ye must be born again. But most people have not been born again. You thank God that you have been born again. Amen. Father in heaven, we pray that I be glorified in our lives and direct us by your spirit. Keep us in your will and care. Sanctify that will be set in our hearts. Draw us close to you, dear Father. Help us to walk with you like we ought to walk. Live like we ought to live. Talk like we ought to talk. Act like we ought to act. May the beauty of Jesus Christ be seen in our lives. I pray, dear Father, that Thou will help us to walk like Your children. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.